Hey everybody and welcome to the Paychex Business Series podcast. My name is Gene Marks. Thank you again for joining us. We're, we've been talking a lot about mental health because you really can't get enough of it. It's such an important issue that affects us as business owners and our employees, the entire workplace and the culture of our company. So today we're gonna to be talking to Dr. Crystal Lewis. Crystal is a clinical psychologist at the National Institutes of Mental Health and she is a private practice psychologist. So she's kind of a combination business owner, private you know, psychologist, but also works uh, for the NIMH as well. And our conversation, it, it just varied you know, issues. We talk about anger and frustration and tools to deal with that. We talk about you know, what happens if you're, you know, you're not getting your job done or if you are uh, you know, unhappy in the office or at work, how to, how to kind of deal with that. Uh, she gives her thoughts on taking a nap. Uh, she gives her thoughts on getting some outdoor exercise as well and other advice for um, keeping yourself as a business owner mentally fit, but also your employees as well because it's so critical at this, at this time. So I am here with Dr. Crystal Lewis. Crystal, please, first of all, say hello to everybody. Hello. Nice <laughs> to be here. Glad to have you here. And again, as I said in the introduction, Crystal is the uh, is a clinical psychologist at the National Institutes of Mental Health um, and also a private practice psychologist as well. So so really, Crystal, you, you are your own business owner as well, right? You run your own business as a psychologist? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Got it. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about mental health this episode and, and uh, reducing anxiety. Maybe we'll bring you back and talk about how you collect uh, money from all those patients who don't pay you and <laughs> of all the other headaches <laughs> of, of business owners that we all have. But exactly. we're going to focus on your. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you got plenty of stories to tell and whatever. But you know what? I don't want to put you in a bad mood. Uh, we want to talk about, you know, we, we want to actually ease the stress. Um, and that's what this you know, conversation is about. So first of all, what do you do, uh, first of all, at the National Institute of Mental Health as a clinical psychologist? Sure. So I've been at NIMH for just almost five years as a psychologist there. I work with a pediatric anxiety neuroimaging lab. And so while I'm there, we work with children, adolescents, eight to 17 or 18 with clinical anxiety and conduct research um, basically related to neuroscience and clinical treatment outcome studies. So as a psychologist there, I provide cognitive behavioral therapy to the kids in the study. Um, which we know is an evidence-based treatment for anxiety. And then we collect data on basically brain functioning in kids who have clinical disorders and then are healthy volunteers or children who don't have any significant anxiety. And then we look across to see how um, their brains are operating differently in stress contexts or just different um, studies that we have, or different, not studies, but different um, tasks that we have for them to engage in. Got it. Okay, that's great. And and do you do the same thing in your private practice? Do you mostly see, you know, kids or do you see adults as well? Right. So in the private practice, I see children, adolescents, adults, college students. Um, so it's more of a broad range there. I also use CBT, but other appropriate methods to individuals who are struggling to manage stress, anxiety, depression, and essentially just life challenges. And so it's a little more balanced in the private practice where I see adults and kids and I make just all kids. Got it. Okay. And I am assuming as a psychologist, I know a lot of psychologists, I live in Philadelphia and um, I don't know what it is in our neighborhood, but we're like friends with a lot of psychologists. A lot of people work <laughs> from home. So they seem to gravitate towards people like me because they know I probably need a lot of help. Um, <laughs> but do you work at a home or do you have an office? 
Um, so I have an office space at NIMH. We're working towards transitioning back much like other organizations. Yes. And so I'm there a few days a week. And then the private practice is fully virtual at this point. Um, and so that will just be kind of developing over time to determine right. at what point we're going back, right, go back into an office space um, safely. Okay. So um, our audience are small business owners and um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a big focus, including this month on, on mental health. And mm -hmm. uh, we, we all read the news. We know this has kind of been a, a stressful year. Uh, and there's a lot of employees that are still uh, very much you know, suffering from mental health issues because of COVID. Coming back to the workplace is an issue. Right. Um, right. I'm, I'm meeting people like, um, people like, you know, the president just last week said, you know, you don't really don't, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside anymore. The chances minuscule of getting, and I still personally know people that are still nervous about taking off their masks even now, and they're fully vaccinated mm -hmm. because it's like a big whatever. So as we go back to office life, um, you know, over the next few months, Put your, you know, yourself in sort of the, the, the driver's seat of a, of a business owner. What, mm -hmm. you know, what are the big mental health issues with our employees that we should be kind of sensitive to and aware of? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. A big one, but a good question. I mm. think just in terms of as a business owner, helping your team to manage stress and anxiety is an inclusive practice to demonstrate at any time, but especially during these challenging times. So I would say just going into it with a, with a mindset that this is not business as usual. Mm. And so it's going to be a, a slow uptake into in terms of how you're incorporating your employees back in the space. I think a few things to keep in mind, just as you mentioned, they're just um, with the mask mandates and how, how uh, far apart we should be from each other. So making sure business owners are one following CDC guidelines, that would be the first step to make sure that they're following those practices. And then when considering employees, so what is needed for your employees to make them feel comfortable and focusing on having an environment where there are a lot of resources. And so as a business owner, being able to provide, whether it be um, website recommendations or specific apps for just managing stress, general stress and anxiety, there are many, there are many websites that people can go to to get that information. Um, I think keeping lines of communication open with your employees as its owner is really important. So have a plan in place for how you're going to strategically get people back in that space if that's your plan. Um, having a list of people who they'll reach out to if it's not you directly as the business owner for managing some of the issues that might come up in the workspace. And so we know, you know, communication is very important, right? In terms right. of anxiety and stress, the need to know is very, is very strong. And so as a business owner, you want to make sure that any information employees may want, they have access to that, whether it be through you or specific resources that you're putting out there. Um, and then I would just say include general general practices within your within the workspace or the work day so that employees can relax, um, incorporate some mindfulness, send around really useful videos or um, you know, comedy videos, something to make people laugh. So just things to lighten it up as we go back into um, kind of like your normal working environment. You know, there, I have some clients already that are planning on doing like outdoor barbecues, mm -hmm. you know, having half days in the office, the other half day back at, you know, back at home again, like just trying right. to make it like, like, you know, a, you know, a fun atmosphere to come back to and, and as stress-free as possible. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, business owners are going to have to be very flexible, but then also figuring out how to make people feel a little more comfortable, outdoor barbecues, outdoor events, um, making sure you're shifting. So if you are in the office, but then you have team meetings, it, can you still do that virtually? So everybody's not in one space, but then you still have your one-on-one -on -one meetings or small group meetings. All of that's going to be very necessary to think about how you're going to figure out how to arrange that in your office space. But then yes, making sure there are ways that you can provide some stress relief and some um, just normal socialization in a safe way. And if that's outside, if this is a great time as the weather's getting warmer, we can do a little bit more of that. You know, Crystal, I, I have to ask you as a, you know, as a psychologist, I mean, you, and you, you practice in this field, so you see a lot of people. I mean, there was, you know, there's this famous photo, I wish I had it, I would share it with everybody, of it was taken in 1940 during the, the bombing of London. Mm -hmm. um, in, you know, the, uh, during World War II, and it's this milkman who's mm -hmm. delivering milk, and he's he's walking over the rubble of a of a bombed out house while delivering mm -hmm. milk because he's an employee of a you know of a milk company. You know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and you look at it, you're like, oh my god. And you do think to yourself, like, so so what has happened? I mean, our you know our our employees are you know, I mean, almost half of the generation of employees that are working right now are considered mm -hmm. to be millennials, they're younger, um, but they're, it's just a different change in culture and attitude that maybe some older yeah. business owners don't understand. What can you say to help them understand why you know, mental health has become so much bigger of an issue and why mm -hmm. it's so important to them? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a wonderful question. <laughs> I think there's a lot more, um, there's a lot of literature out there that's highlighting mental health. And there's a lot more that we see on social media and in the news. And so for maybe business owners who are a little bit older, who don't have that level of exposure, that would be the first step of just starting to read up, read things online and kind of listen to different podcasts and get information about mental health and how it's affecting people across the board. But I think you're exactly right with the millennials. It's just a different way, I think, of functioning and working. Um, and there needs to be that level of flexibility. And so for business owners who've been doing this for such a long time and just quite don't quite understand, well, we've been through X, Y, and Z, and we just kept going. Um, I think it might be hard to make that shift to know that people are operating a little bit differently now. And um, and it's just important for our just overall well-being, our mental well-being, our physical well-being to pay attention to these things to figure out, well, how can we adjust the way that we're working to make sure that everybody is functioning at their best capacity for your, you know, for your business. Sure. And, and what's in it for the business owner? I mean, there is you know, happier employees means what? Mm -hmm. Happier employees essentially, you know, would mean what should mean more productivity and for your whatever your business is, right? It helps you to do better as a business, um, as yep. a business. And so, right, so employees can rate their work life balance higher. And so it looks good, not just for your business um, in terms of money, but just in general for people who want to come work for you or your name in general. It can help when people like to work in your business space, like to work with you. And so there are many benefits that way as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a, um, listen, I mean, labor disruption is our biggest issue this year. So we're all looking to recruit people and exactly. um, the companies that have a culture, <laughs> which are, you know, more open for better mental health are the ones that are going to be able to land better employees. 
Exactly. We're in a, we're in a space right now where, right, people are looking for that inclusivity in these environments, right, at work, and also just the, the ability to take more time off or the flexibility to work from home, all that is a consideration. And so I think all businesses are going to have to reconsider what they're willing to offer people who they want to come work for them, because there's going to be a lot of competition for other businesses who are now restructuring broadly, given what happened through this pandemic. Sure. You know, Crystal, you are very much like a lot of uh, you know, small business owners, independent people um, that listen to this podcast. I mean, you've got your own practice, so you're mm-hmm. seeing your own patients, you're seeing them virtually, you know, for now. Um, and then you've got, you know, your, your gig at the, you know, NIMH as well. So, you know, you're running around mm-hmm. and doing all of these things. And that is not uncommon mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of independent right. people, right, that are out right. there. Um, so what about you? What, what do you do to... Um, sustain your own mental health? I'm curious. Yeah, what I, I what do I do? I give a lot of advice to other people. Um, I <laughs> Doesn't think, that make you, know, you feel better sometimes <laughs> when you're, you're giving advice and you're like, you know, that's pretty good advice. I ought to be doing that myself, right? Yeah, on, some, on the one hand, it could make me feel better to know I have all this great advice, but then knowing, you know, am I following my own advice? That's what I always try to remind myself of. Um, yeah, right. I think for me, you know, I like to do a lot of outdoor activities. And so with the weather transitioning, that's been helpful for me to just, you know, take take a walk, get up, go outside for a few minutes in between sessions. It's very easy to get immersed in your work hour by hour, what you're doing, especially when you have multiple, you're wearing multiple hats. Um, and so what I've started to do is just to kind of, overload certain days where I'll have busier days, right? Where I'll put more of my patients maybe on one day and then the days that are lighter, I'll make sure that I do an outdoor activity or that might be working out. For me, I used to I used to love um, boxing and, and weightlifting and doing light weightlifting, but I'm not doing any of that now. Okay. So for me, it's for me, it's kind of like, I need to get back doing that, right? Because that made me feel good. It's good physical outlet. It's good for my mental health, um, playing tennis. I'm very active. <laughs> so I think, you know, just integrating exercise, outdoor time. And then for me, I've increased the amount of time that I'm spending with family. I've, I've moved around a lot, so I don't have anyone immediate in my area. Right. But um, it's great. I take time off to go visit my significant other, to go visit my parents, to make sure I'm around, you know, my loved ones. Um, and so right. I just kind of remind myself that. That everybody needs breaks. I know I'm the provider and the helper, but the helpers need help as well. And the helpers need time off as well. And so I just kind of remind myself of that. Um, everybody needs needs to have their outlets. I'm not sure if I agree with you about um, visiting your family, helping one's mental health, but I guess it depends on your family, you know? Um, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, some people are like, in that sense. <laughs> that's right. Visiting my, the opposite impact on my mental health. The, um, and it's funny you mentioned about, you know, you're, you're used to box and lift weights and all that. There's a gym um, right near where I, where I live and it's a big open windowed one. And it's one of these boxing ones. So if you drive by it, like after work, you see people in there just beating the heck out of punching bags. <laughs> you know, and you think just like that looks like very like a very therapeutic activity. You know yeah, I mean? it's cathartic. It's great. <laughs> it's funny. You know, you know, one of the common themes about mental health and 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 anxiety reducing stuff is um that I keep hearing over and over again, and you just said it, um, going outside, you know what I mean? Doing physical activities. Like it just it almost seems like that is like you you really need to be making time for yourself to to go into the sunshine, you know, mm-hmm. regardless right. of what it is. Does that I mean? Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's important to get out for a variety of reasons. You mentioned the, the, the sunshine, right? But just yep. the sun and vitamin D, I think being in nature for a lot of people helps um, just to kind of ground you spending time. If you like um, walking, then make sure you, you try to find a walking trail that has a lot of trees, nice paths, even just going out in your backyard. You don't, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but just getting air, getting outside. Um, I, yeah, I think that's very helpful. I know our physical health is closely tied to our mental health. So right. the better we're able to take care of, you know, what we're putting in our bodies, the exercise that we're getting, the better we're going to feel. And in turn, that helps with our overall mental health. Um, and so those things are very important. Okay. Let me ask you some specific strategies, some tools that you might recommend to some of your patients, um, mm -hmm. for dealing with some of the, the stresses that we have. So first of all, um, what, what is your take on taking a nap? Um, it's necessary if you feel very, if you feel exhausted and you need a break throughout the day, I think, um, you know, you can plan it out. So it's not just, you know, you end up sleeping through your meetings, right. But making sure that if you feel like you need a nap, you're not sleeping as well overnight, uh, structuring your day in a way where you move your meetings around, or you have a set period of time that you're able to take a nap for some people that won't work because once they're asleep, they are asleep. And so it actually disrupts the day and causes more of an issue. Right. Um, but napping can be helpful for some people. What, you know, what advice do you have for either an employee or business owner that um, always finds themselves um, not able to catch up, you know, stressful because they feel like they're overloaded with their work and mm -hmm. it's, it's having an impact, you know, on them, yeah. you, know, you know, both physically and mentally. What, what advice do you give them? What tools, you know, can, mm -hmm. would you recommend? I think there are two things with that. Um, you can have the experience of feeling like you're always behind. There's always something to do. You're feeling overwhelmed, but you're actually doing what you need to do, right? So you're getting your work done, but you're forward thinking. A lot of times um, people who experience anxiety are always thinking about the future, what needs to get done. So that sense of feeling overwhelmed is there more times than it needs to be when they're actually caught up with their work. So in that case, I would say focusing more on your mindset, using more just kind of mindfulness, stay in the moment, relaxation practices, and focusing on how you're thinking about things. So people who do have significant anxiety tend to jump to the future. They try to plan out the unknown. They're thinking about things aren't going to get done. And right. so the way that they're talking to themselves isn't very helpful. So we suggest changing that changing that language and saying, you know, generally my, my boss gives me good reviews. I get all my work done, even though I feel like I don't have a lot of time, I'm getting what I need to get done, done. So it's changing that conversation. But then there are a subset of people who actually are behind, right? Depending on the work that they're doing, they have a lot that they have to get done. And so in those scenarios, you know, we would encourage people to reach out to either their boss or people that they're working with, maybe colleagues, to figure out a way to share some of that work, speak up if possible. When you feel like you're not able to get certain things done or meet certain deadlines, maybe you have um, things going on at home with your kids or your elder care, and there's a lot that's been happening during this time. So figuring out who those people are in your work environment you can talk to, um, to ask for help, to share some of the work or reflect that, talk to your boss um, if you have that, hopefully that positive relationship to figure out how to structure things so that you can get things done. Um, so I think there are those two camps of people who obviously um, might approach this a little differently. Sure, that's great. How about anger and frustration? I mean, that is both you know employees and also business owners are constantly dealing with a lot of people that sometimes, you know, they just, or they can't get stuff done or, uh, you know, they're, they're frustrated with their jobs or they're, they're just angry. Um, mm -hmm. what, what, what recommendations do you have for 
someone in a professional environment that you meet that might be you know dealing with those kinds of issues? So for the person who is experiencing a lot of anger or frustration in that work environment, yep. I would say similarly, just making sure that if it's if there's a specific problem, um, seeing if you can problem solve. So what what is it that's making you frustrated in that environment? If it's a person, if it's just the work, maybe you just don't like what you're doing, mm. but you have to do it, then it might be, okay, well, what are ways to kind of reduce that anger before you get into that workspace? Maybe mm. it might be shifting your workouts to the morning, doing something active before you go into work, having something to look forward to, integrating a lunch break in the middle of the day or something that breaks things up. Um, if you don't have control over changing whatever it is that that's making you feel angry. I think the first step to that would just be evaluating like, well, what's going, why am I feeling so angry, right? Yeah. Is it the job itself? Is it just the fact that I have to roll out of bed and go to work? Or are there specific things that are happening at work that are making me angry and then taking steps to address those issues? Um, yeah. Good. Um, finally, um, Crystal, you know, wh what are your thoughts on, on business owners seeing a licensed psychologist um, mm -hmm. as a, you know, as, as a help for them to deal with the pressures in their business and the pressures in their home life. And part two to that question is how, where do you, how do you feel about companies, you know, making available the use of a licensed psychologist for employees that might want to, mm -hmm. you know, take advantage of those services? Right. Of, of course I'm biased. I think every company should have a psychologist working and they for them. You. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. You know, I, I, you know, mental health is extremely important. I think whether you're a business owner or an employee, but for business owners, there are a lot of um, specialists now who actually deal with a subset of the population. Um, the of people who are own who own businesses, specific professionals to get help from therapists and psychologists. So I would say that is something that you know anyone should do, but a business owner should do. That's a way to help you manage some of the stress that you're dealing with when with at home with your business, with your family life. Um, working with a psychologist, a professional licensed professional can be very helpful. You don't have to have a clinical diagnosis, right, to reach out for help. It could right. just be managing, especially during this time of the pandemic we've got a significant um, increase in people who are reaching out for help and really just, you know, it's structuring things at, at their job, um, managing their businesses, and then some of the, the home-related stress as well. So I would, I would definitely encourage business owners to seek help if they feel that, if they feel like they can use that support. And my belief is at some point in time, everybody can use that support. <laughs> Dr. Crystal Lewis is a clinical psychologist at the National Institutes of Mental Health and a private practice psychologist. Um, Crystal, where can people find you or reach you? Um, so essentially putting my name in, Crystal Lewis, um, and put NIMH, and it'll pop up there. And then I'm listed on Psychology Today for my private practice as well. Fantastic. Hey, thanks so much for coming on. Your advice is just great, and we appreciate it you know, so much. So um, hopefully we'll talk again sometime in the future and uh, you know, COVID will be well behind in the rearview mirror and we'll be talking about what other of our workplace issues that are affecting mental health at the time. But yeah, um, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. So thank you, uh, Crystal, I appreciate it. Uh, everyone Not for any, any further advice, tips or, or tools that you need to help run your business, visit us at paychecks.com forward slash works. My name is Gene Marks. I appreciate you watching and listening to this podcast and video, and we will see you again soon. Take care. This podcast is property of Paychecks Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.